Previously on Dial M for Magic, having accrued enough gems to finally use the phone, the crew calls Ernest and are tremendously relieved when he answers. But when they call, he bestows on them some wild revelations and many questions are raised. Who is Ernest really? Who is pulling the strings at the Abbey? All of this is compounded by the fact that they are then called by someone from the Abbey after the fact, letting them know that the Abbey knows that they know that they have a phone. This leaves us... I know that you know that I know that you know that I have a phone. It's a tricky, tricky linguistic minefield that I've just laid out for all of you, and the first victim of it was me. I love this. Uh, so where we're left is we are at the Cheerful Raven Hotel and Grill, uh, and we've just had this conversation with Ernest. Um, and I guess there's a little bit more backstory. Previously, previously on Dial M for Magic, the crew receives diplomatic immunity for services rendered to the nation of Kebra. Uh, you also received a hefty payday of gold, and now you kind of have your choice of what you want to do. Um, there are plenty of ways to get back to Bastalone, if that's what you want, but you're also positioned that you could travel elsewhere. Um, oh, and I guess one other thing I should mention about what Ernest said is that there is a large prison for people who have been temporarily displaced by the abbey um yeah. in the south of bastalone in the f- prison fortress of nur so also we can't forget that there's somebody who is trying to find herman this is also oh, true um i haven't forgot about that because i want to know who's trying to find herman yeah but that, real bad that would involve us going back to bastalone right now I think, I think we're going back to Bastalone so we can get a jailbreak. Yeah, yeah but I think we were just going south. We weren't going directly to, you know. You ca- so city. you, and that is true. You can't go directly there by sea. So it is going to be a little bit of a process. But luckily, there are any number of cruise ships that could take you part of the way there. Cruise ships like carnival like there's gonna be a slide on there I'm, no i want to take the disney i want to take a disney cruise line i need characters <laughs> characters welcome indeed who needs characters when we have a zombie in a backpack oh god and a baby a zombie and a baby bjorn that's what it is it's a baby yes. bjorn. i've never hated my past self quite so much as when i made that character I love him. <laughs> and that character is not going anywhere. Nope. I, I know. I've, I've given the toy to you, and now I cannot pry it from your from your cold hands. You could it burn it. You could burn it to a crisp, though. I could. Or, or mayhap I'll have an NPC do it for How me. How dare you? Um, if you do that, you... me and the audience are going to revolt. I'm going to get together with the audience. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> and we're leaving you. We're leaving. <laughs> Sophia Damn. and I will leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure In any case, Sophia really likes it when we directly call her out. Yeah. Uh, She's our best fun fact, member. actually, we have our second Patreon oh, subscriber. Oh, woohoo! Uh, yeah, Burke Dupree. Thank you very much Aww, for, Burke. for joining the Patreon. What a pro. You're the best, Burke. We love you. We do. 
All right, Sophia and Burke and I will leave <laughs> if you if you touch my zombie baby. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, with that being said, um, we are now kind of left with what you guys would like to do. So, you're at the hotel, um, and there are, yeah, I open the floor to the to the party at large. I think we decided we're going to go do the jailbreak, so we got to figure out a way to get to the jail. Right? Yes. If there's anyone who knows how to get into jail, it's this guy. <laughs> Treble points at himself with both thumbs, <laughs> and at the same time, Bass is also pointing at Treble. With, with, with no thumbs. Also, we, we rested at some point, right? We're all well rested and... I I would say so at this point, yeah. We all had a rest while we sat around the telephone for a while. Indeed. Um, Let's go to that place where all the boats are. Find us a boat. Yeah, that's the one, the dick. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's something else, Herman. Oh. Okay, so we could do this any number of ways. And I was, I've was i been doing a lot of thinking about how we could get in and how we could potentially get out. Um, but, Red, I, we, we, we could maybe use a friend of yours if you know of any. Do you, how familiar are you with druids? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of druids, um, a lot of my friends and, and cousins and stuff, but they, they're all, you know, in the forest. Oh, you you got the cousin who's a druid? Yeah. Oh. He, he can hook, he can hook you up. <laughs> I, I, I know a lot of druids, but they're, they're, they're in the forest, though. We'd have to swing through the forest. Which is still a ocean away. I guess we could call him on the telephone. We could call him on the phone and have him meet us down at the prison. Be like, yo, hey, come on down to the prison. It's gonna be a good time. (laughs) Do you think he'd come? Come out to the coast. Have a few laughs. Uh, I mean, nobody wanted to leave the forest with me when I left, but... I don't know what's going on right there, right now. They they might have changed their minds by this point. Um, I well, I was just thinking that it might be helpful to have a shape shifting person with us when we're trying to break in and out of a prison, because you know they can like shrink to the size of a fly or a bug, and, or they can be big as a bear. Yeah, that's true. Could be helpful. I could also just, you know, I, I, I could ask Gerald for more spells. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think I could turn into a bug, though. We could we could make that like plan C because I don't I really don't know how well you and Gerald get along. Like, does Gerald like listen or uh, sometimes I, I haven't done any favors for him lately. I used to do a lot more. uh you know, rituals and things for him in the forest. It's a, a little harder to do now because I'm, I'm kind of busy. I probably should do some of that pretty soon here. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 magic is not I- illegal here like it is at home. Why don't we just s- see if there's someone available who can either send us there directly or can do what what you're wanting to do, Treble. Because it, 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 it seems like we now have s- slightly better connections that we could maybe go talk to someone instead of just trying to t- charter a boat to a secret time prison. That's true. There might be a druid around here. I don't know if they got forest druids around here. I haven't seen a forest, but um, they might have like a... Ocean druid, a beach, a beach druid. Maybe they could, if anything, if they could just get us to the city as of Izva. Is that am I saying that right, Henry? Yes, you are. Uh, maybe we could go to the city of Izva, which is down below Barcelona. I've been there once before, but it was a long time ago. Uh, don't really remember the whole lot. There was a lot of, um... Well, I wasn't in my right state of mind the whole time. We'll just say that. So I don't really remember a lot of it, but... I know that it's further south, so if it would get us closer, at least. You've been so many places, man. <laughs> so... What was that? So... He ha- yeah, you have been many places. Um, the city of Isva is pretty small but that might be good for your purposes just kind of a non a not terribly interesting fishing village and if you needed something with more resources you could also land at Temujar which is a settlement which is an orcish settlement um if you didn't if you wanted to like have more time to plan you could also land at Temujar 2 the ill-fated <laughs> sequel um, to more so. Temajars. Too Temajar, too furious. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of options. The other thing you could do, if you could take a ship and land at one of the northern ports in Bastalone, and that way you would get to see the Way of Glass, if you like some scenery setting. So you have a lot of options. You could even sail all the way around Bastalone and go to Sassara. But I leave that up to you. You got options. I'm just saying. We should... I think here we have the best place to gather resources... And then we should just go straight there instead of spending a lot of time fucking up in other cities and not getting there to do what we're going to do, which is fuck that place up. Cause we okay. So I think I think the bigger question <laughs> that I need to ask all of you is like, how big do we want to go? Do we want to just go in and try and find a couple people and get them out? Are we? Trying to do a mass jailbreak, like, what? Where, where's, where's all your heads in all this? 
wh- why would we only get out a few people? We got to get, I mean, they're all time prisoners. We could do a few at well, a time, I'm just thinking but that a couple people are easier to get out than probably everyone. Are we prepared to overthrow an entire prison? Mm. I say we hire some mercenaries and burn the prison to the ground. Oh, oh hey, Vincent, Vincent, how you doing? Hey, doing good. Been a little while. Hey, where you been, buddy? It's good to see you. I'm taking a little me time, you know. Self-reflection. Self-reflection, yeah. I like it. Had to work through some stuff. Hey, do you know who this person who's trying to find Herman is? I don't, but it's probably somebody from our past. We, uh, we kind of fucked up when we left town, and people had questions that we didn't answer, so... We're gonna come back to that, because... <laughs> the, the, I don't, Herman's a nice guy, I don't know who would be, like, trying to, like, hunt him down or anything. You, I get, but him, I, I don't get it. Oh, Vincent's yeah, it's a nice it's, guy, too. He's it's definitely something on. I did. That, that's the reason we're being followed. Uh, it, didn't you do something bad in your city before you left? I mean, it depends on your definition of bad. Uh, Is killing uh, a bad uh, person bad? In the, nope. in the legal sense, yes. Legally bad, morally on the fence. How's yes. that? <laughs> that m- m- might be why s- someone's looking for you. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Okay, so back to the prison at hand. So can we? Do we have money to hire a bunch of mercenaries and burn it to the ground? After uh, you have a. F- I mean, how many mercenaries are you trying to hire? Like, I don't know. How many does Vincent want? <laughs> tens Last I checked, we're rich. <laughs> I mean, you could probably hire if you pooled all of your funds. You could hire maybe a single company of a larger mercenary company. Um, I don't think you could hire a whole regiment. Hmm. I'm not against However, that However, you do have at least a little bit of connection to a mercenary group already. Oh, I was going to say, you could also... Uh, there are, like, fringe groups that might be willing to work on, like, a contingency basis. Didn't also the... Blood Drinker Social Club have somebody that's locked up in that prison? That is correct. At least at least one person. They yeah. have a st- one of them has some skin in the game that yeah. they haven't shed yet. So scales scales in the game. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like that. No. <laughs> they shed their skin. Um there's also the Clovenhoof Coalition. So you could go and try and find some of those people because there are many of them in that prison to say nothing of all the other people um so i was thinking that i familiar with a couple people mainly up in bastalone but we might be able to if we send word now to bastalone we might be able to 
have the cloven hoof hoof cloven. Hold on, I'm gonna try that again. Yeah, you wanna try that sentence again? <laughs> I could have the cloven hoof coalition potentially meet us down there. Um, they like that. That they like good folks that want to rescue prisoners and return magic to the world, or are they? Uh... Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll sure. go with that. In- insight. <laughs> uh, insight check. Yeah, roll insight on. Yeah, on that fucker. Red. Who's wait, who's rolling insight? I thought Kitty was, but if you want me to, I will. Oh, oh I thought you were the one. Who... I was the one asking no, 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 the question. Would, yeah, go ahead and roll insight then. Okay. I'm, like, I'm watching this conversation. Yeah. We're all here. Okay, Fair hold enough. on. I got 24. Hold on. I mean, I Kitty feel knows. entirely confident saying, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got a five. <laughs> They've okay. So here's the thing. They very well might just rescue. Okay, Red, you're out of luck. You're just, you're just straight up out of luck. But um, Red, you believe him. You I believe him, him I'm like, implicitly. Great. That sounds good. Let's let's. And get him Kitty, you know enough to know that like they might very well rescue the prisoners, but that's not like the primary. Um, there's going to be a lot of other things that happen <laughs> at the same time that maybe aren't as good. Yeah, but at the same time... They may not necessarily be, like, on the up and up, but our end goals kind of align. They don't like the Abbey, we don't like the Abbey, so the enemy Uh, of uh, your enemy is your friend, uh, right? So... I I, I mean, the Abbey needs to go down. The more we dig, the worse things get, and, and it just... M- means they've they're ruining Bastalone and they're they're just countless people have probably died to what they're doing let alone being pulled out of their time and place to be then imprisoned that's just I, this is all just tip of iceberg stuff so uh, I'm fine as I said Fucking their shit up. But we also just can't go in their guns of blazing. And I feel like these are the kind of... Uh, the s- s- snake people might be better at maybe being sneaky. It just seems like it because a sneaky snake. B- b- but the, the, the cloven hoof, are they... Are they clandestine? Are they... Go in, battle axes a blazing. What are we looking at here? And trying to find people in New Bastalone might be harder than if it's a worldwide coalition that you have. Why not look for contacts here? Okay, so what if we caught got them instead of having them come down to the prison? What if we tried to cause a big enough distraction in another place that they may potentially have to pull guards from the prison to go help this other place? There's not anything by the prison, is there, Henry? Like, the prison is, like, on an isolated... So it's on a plateau, pretty well separated from everything. However... Um, there is a train that runs down that way. 
um, which they usually use to bring prisoners and supplies, some prisoners and supplies, up to the prison. Um, because it's kind of isolated in a desert, um, there are there is like a couple of roads, but it's pretty barren, and there's just a lot of hostile desert life that kind of makes that option less feasible. So you definitely could do that. You could pull a Lawrence of Arabia and just blow up a train track somewhere and uh, cause a distraction that way. Uh, how like well guarded would the train track be or would it is it something that's like isolated in a desert and they're just they're all they care about is the actual train i mean it's a train track in the desert like they can't feasibly they can't guard every portion of it and it's it sounds like this is supposed to be like a secret prison so like they're not gonna have like i mean i don't know but it doesn't seem like they're gonna have a lot of like fully guarded areas of the train all the way down from and like looking at the map like Izwa or Azar Azua Arzua yeah Arzua. so they're kind of banking on the fact that even if prisoners escape from the train they've still got to contend with a hostile desert so there really isn't much incentive for them to guard large percentages of the train track they really double down on guarding people once they're at the prison and then at the beginning where they people get on the train. So you definitely could do something related to that. So I like this plan. Treble, you, you could re- reach out to them and, and we could do something with that because if there's a large train issue that causes lots of commotion and distraction that would be a great way for us to get in what if we also sent tried to send somebody in on the inside Sam- samuel it's your time to shine we split the party so much we do split the party so much yeah, <laughs> yeah. well listen, right, let's do this thing okay um if one person gets arrested and the rest of the people are very close by setting up the other parts of the heist, that's not splitting the party too bad. We're all in the same spot. We're just doing different things in the heist, right? Yeah, because I'm thinking that we need the people on the inside to be ready to fight back, to... Like they they have to have some warning on the inside. Well, do the Cloven Hoof Coalition have any contact with their people on the inside? This doesn't strike me as the kind of prison where you can write letters home to people. Yes, but there are other ways to contact people. This Listen, is true. we got we got uh, two magical people in the group. Me and Treble could get arrested. Wait, are there guards on the train? Prison guards? Oh Almost yeah, definitely. y'all could pretend to be prison guards, and we'll be here prisoners. 
Yeah, have you seen that movie War Stars? Yeah, that one scroll uh, no. War Stars. No. <laughs> Where they they had the big bear and I they pretended died. like he was a prisoner. Oh, you're talking about Battle Planets. <laughs> yes, that's right the one. That's now. the one. Combat that Nebulas. So much. <laughs> Okay, One of my players there. does this to, to me every fucking session of my campaign. I have to do it to you. Do you? We <laughs> Herman could easily pass as a guard. Well, Vincent could pass as a guard. Herman might need to sit this one out. But uh Kitty, I don't think that you could pass for a guard though. I'm sorry, but I just Well, Kitty's real sneaky. She can just hide. Also, I, I am trained in firearms. True. Not every guard, not every guard is someone a big brute to be beating someone's head in. That's in true. Okay, so that's, what? That's <laughs> true. You're making assumptions. What if we did this? What if we went to the city that's closest uh, to the prison? And I'm sure there's probably, like, some sort of, like, recruitment area or something for guards there. So Herman and Kitty can go and try and, like, become a guard. And then while they're doing that, you want, they could then... Ro- you want us to go through an entire training <laughs> regiment? Why don't we just steal uniforms? And, do that and for... I am... I am... I have... I, I can't forge documents. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. That, that would be good. Let's, because let's you assume that. that I am a goody two-shoes. Yeah. You do have yeah. two two shoes on. They're you per- do have two they're shoes. They're pretty good shoes. They're pretty good shoes, too. <laughs> yeah, they, I, they look like... I, I, I did save up for these shoes. Did you get them from the Good Feet store? No, they don't fit no, toe beans. <laughs> Just throwing this out there. I feel like we need to recruit some Wanty and take them on the train. Yes. So that we can have an episode named Snakes on a Train. Oh, no. That's not I mean, I that's actually that. why we need to do it. Yeah, you're so right. It's <laughs> not a bad idea. It's a good um, idea. I'm just going to throw this out there as well, just to probably further complicate your planning. There's the entirely real possibility that the intelligence wing of the Abbey has observed you in at least some way in this city. So they will probably know who we are. Well, it's not that, I mean, they might know who you are, but they also will know, at least a little bit, that you might have diplomatic immunity in some way. Because you got to remember that you have that now, too. So that just would mean that, like, with diplomatic immunity, they just couldn't arrest us on the spot. Like, seeing us, they couldn't just arrest us. Uh, I mean... They can't extradite us here. They couldn't arrest us and send us somewhere. But if we leave Kuru, they can immediately get us. Without causing an international incident. Yeah, so, like, they can't do much to you in Kuru. They also can't do much to you in Kebra or in Ransheim or in any of the other island nations that are around. 
Um, Are there embassies, like Kuru embassies in Bastalon mm-hmm. anywhere? Yeah, yeah. There's, there is one in Temajar. There's one in Uzgak. Um, there's the, the main one in New Bastalon. Um, there's a junior office that's only open on Fridays in Old Bastalone. Um, basically, any port city is going to have some small embassy. So, you really you won't see any in the on the cities that are on the interior, though. So, those are certainly options. Um, and it's not like you couldn't resist arrest because I think this party is fully capable of doing that uh so um but i yeah i just i throw that out there i I think you reach out to your contacts with the cloven hoof we speak to the red the blood drinker social club we recruit who we can and then we find someone magically able to send us to as close to the city out there as possible before the the prison we sabotage the train we use that as a distraction to infiltrate oh you want to teleport yes we're in a place where there's magic why waste time? <laughs> That's a good idea. No, I'll be I like honest it. with you. Like out of all of us, I'm probably the most well-equipped to, like, be in a disguise as a guard because I'm a bard and we can just do that. So if we wanted to go that route, I could dress as the guard and be escorting the three of you. Why don't okay. why don't we go talk to someone at the Blood Drinker Social Club first to see if we can even get anyone there to help us? And Treble, you can use this phone to call someone if you can't do um, that magically. I actually there's some people of the Clovenhoof Coalition here that I could talk to in Kuru who might be able to get word back to the mainland without us risking using the phone again and maybe the Abbey hearing our conversation. Then let's do that now. And then go finish and solidifying plans from there. Okay, so do you all want to go talk to the Blood Drinkle Social Club? Or do, are we splitting up? Are we all going together? What's the plan here? Let's all go together, all both go places, because we're all in this okay. together, like a famous musical once said. Okay, I will let you know right now, before we go talk, like Blood Drinker Social Club, we've interacted with them before. I just need to let you know all now that the Clovenhoof Coalition is the probably best if you let me do most of the talking. Like, I'm not saying you can't talk, but I'm just... They're they're very um, they're, they don't trust people necessarily who don't have cloven hooves, so you just got to earn their trust, kind of thing. So let me do most of the talking there. 
but I have to find them because I don't actually know where they are in this city. So we'll need to. Ah, but you uh, do. I, I, I need to find them. what. You know where at least one member is going to be pretty much all the time. You know that you ran into the battle priest for the oh, storm right. riders, yes. and he can that be reliably right. found reliably at the storm riders barracks. That's right. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Blood Drinker Social Club, or talk to the storm riders first? Social Club, Storm Riders. Continue plan from there. Alright, so we head to the Blood Drinker Social Club yet again. Okay. Okay. Um, um what order is the party in? I was muted. I, I did say oh fuck. I would say that I towards the front. I don't necessarily have to be at the front. I've just dealt with them the most, so Okay the, between okay. So as Herman, so yeah, I, think, I would say the two of us at the front. Yeah. Um, okay, so both of you roll perception. Ooh. Got a big old five. Wow! Um, okay, so while wow. you're doing that, Kitty, you can also roll perception. Thank you. I'm you would be able a, to I'm see observant. this as well. It's literally my thing. Yeah, 17 plus 8. Good God. Uh, 25, baby. Okay, so you have now been in enough scraps to know that when you arrive at the door of the Blood Drinker Social Club, it is open slightly. And you see that there is some sort of dark liquid on the handle. Oh, shit. <laughs> Didn't they, didn't they just get fucked over? Like, wasn't there a big fight there, like, yes. last time we went there? Too? Yes, there was. They were cleaning up the aftermath of it when... Maybe this is just, like, before. a normal thing. Like, this happens to them every Thursday. Can I... My, <laughs> cat, my cat ears are, like, when I notice this, like, do the pop-up cat ear thing. Um, where it's like, boop! Can mm-hmm. I can I hear anything? Like, can I hear anything? Like, if I get like slightly close to the door, can I hear anything? Like, uh, yes. Just, like, because it's supposed to be a bar and a social club, right? It, ostensibly, yes. Um, yeah, you do hear. Well, for one thing, you hear raised voices, but intermixed with the raised voices, you hear the sound of metal on metal. Okay, I will just. I will put my hand back on Herman's chest and go I think shit's getting fucked up in there we might want to go see the battle priest first unless we want to also stick our nose in this shit fuck that let's do this thing and I kick the door open (laughs) okay okay um roll initiative no fuck (laughs) natural 20 baby Oh, damn. Okay. 19. 20 for Herman. 19 for Kitty. I got a 6. Oh, boy. (laughs) 6 for Red. You know what? This is not the time for the good rolls. We'll get to those in combat, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) 
And for you, Trouble? 14 for Trouble. Okay. So to paint the picture a little bit before this starts in earnest, so you make your way down the little staircase at the entrance. And the the, is in Bastalone. I knew as soon as I said that <laughs> word that somebody would make that joke. Um, We're so funny. Before it begins properly, uh, so you make your way down, the sound of the raised voices and clashing metal grows louder, and you enter into the main room of the social club. And... Uh, for one, sadly, many of the tables and chairs that were restored to their upright position last time you were in there have been knocked down again. Um, but there's also, like, more signs of a struggle. There are a couple of Wan-Ti lying prone in various states of dismemberment. Oh, no. Um, and as you step down the stairs, your steps stick a little bit to the floor. Oh. Um, however, it's not because of beer on the floor. It's not because of beer on the floor. Having okay. said that, you also notice that there are a number of dark clothed, dark clothing clad assailants who are also lying prone on the floor in various states of dismemberment, um, wearing either dark robes or just dark trousers and shirts. And some of them have, like, bandanas or face masks on. Um, and then as you get more to the bar area and the VIP area, you actually see the fight that's happening. So you see Yubitsume, um, who has just bitten his way through the throat of one of these assailants... Um, and kind of just tosses his body aside like a rag doll. You witness this, and uh, as this happens, Yubitsume also gets stuck with some sort of blade because you can see him, you, you can hear him yell in pain and then swing this short blade that he has at the person who stabbed him. Um, however, more immediate to you, there are a couple of these... Uh, these assailants, these roughly humanoid assailants, it's kind of hard to tell because they're all dressed in a way that's pretty indistinguishable. Um, but there are a couple of them that are currently beating up this one other Wan-Ti, this um, kind of a sky blue colored Wan-Ti um, by the staircase. Uh, one of them, the back is to you, one of them is facing you. And that is what you see to start. So, uh, with that being said, Herman, you had the best initiative here. So go ahead and tell me what you would like to do. Okay, well, so one more time you said there's a bunch of Wanti and then a bunch of guys in robes. Correct. Dark clothes. Correct. There's, um. as near as you can tell, there are two living Wanti. And then there are four guys with dark robes. There's two kind of beating up the the sky blue Wan-Ti. And then, I guess actually there's three. Yubitsume just ripped the throat out of one. And then Yubitsume is fighting another assailant on his own. Okay, which one is closest to me? Uh, the sky blue, the two, the two dark clad people and the sky blue Wan-Ti. Okay. 
I want to throw a chair over the top of one of them and then poke it with my stick that makes it heavy and pin him to the floor under the chair. Okay. Um, let me... <laughs> what did I have this you do the, the last... This is the best use of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> let me figure out how to make Hold you on, roll yeah. this fuckery. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> yeah, let me... What did, I'm trying to remember what I had you do last time. Um, so I think it'll be two things. It'll be... I mean, it's a chair, so I'll say you can throw that. So make a dexterity check to see if you can get the timing right to tap it while it's in flight. Uh, I got an 11. Um, so you don't quite hit it. Um, so you just throw a chair and comp- you knock him over, to your credit. But it doesn't really pin him to the floor. It's more just, like, stunning than anything else. Okay, fair enough. You're, st- you're stunning. Yeah, stunning. <laughs> oh, also, um, I didn't say this, but I, I go into rage because we're fighting. So naturally, I'm going to go into rage. Of course, understandable. Mm, naturally. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Uh, okay. Uh, do you do anything else? Um, I think I technically get two attacks, right? That is true. So I could probably do another thing. I um, I will allow it. <laughs> okay, after I hit him with the chair, I want to I want to kick him. I want to kick him real hard. Okay. Just a Spartan uh, kick. So, go ahead and uh yeah, go ahead and roll. Natural 20. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> So you kick him with such force that the way that you threw the chair, it actually kicks him and impales him on the chair leg that's yes. that's there. That's what I'm talking about, baby! Um, which is... Have you rolled a natural 20 as Herman yet? Because I feel like that's... That, I don't that's, think so. That's incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you do that. Um, amazingly, it doesn't quite kill him, um, but he's very much down. And As I kick him, I go, This is Kuru! <laughs> well, that, that even works. That's, that's got... That's, okay, I'll, I'll allow it. For Gerard Butler's sake, I'll allow it. Um, so the guy that you didn't kick, I'm assuming that's the end of your... Of your okay. Um, then Kitty, it would be your turn. Which of them looks the most um, hardy? The one who's not impaled. Uh, the one that's still standing. That's so, and there's only two left because there's only there's only two the left. Other guys throw it out. Yeah, there's two left that you can see. Okay, I would like to make. I would like to do a bonus action, insightful fighting against the one not impaled. Okay. So he has to make a, a deception check against my. Right. Okay, one second then. Ooh. He has has to be a 23. Yeah, no, he doesn't beat that. So. Yeah, I rolled a 15 plus 8, baby. So I am going to then um, shoot him with my hand crossbow. Um, Okay. You. um, Yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to shoot him, like, in the shoulder so that it'll, like, 
hopefully not fully kill him, but like pin him down. Um, uh, does a twenty yep. two hit? Yep. <laughs> Great. Um, what's my sneak attack now? Because I get sneak attack four of these, and then one of another one of these. Oh, it's a bad roll. Twelve, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty piercing damage. Well, piercing and sneak attack damage. Oh my. Well, <laughs> um, you wanted to just pin him, right? Yeah, I don't want to kill him. Um. <laughs> or how how attached to that idea are you? Uh, I know that piercing damage can't be un- non-lethal, like magic damage can't be. So. I mean, you're gonna kill you. You're gonna kill him with like damage to spare with that. Yeah. So uh, well, what I was like hoping to do is that I can just like fully incapacitate, like pin him to the bar or wherever he is. Oh, okay. That it's gonna like he's gonna be fully like down. That we he can't get back up, but that uh, he's okay. Dead, so, but dead. what you're gonna do then with a roll of that? That I want well. to make this man's arm unusable in the future. Oh, it's definitely unusable, uh, <laughs> at, at, as is possibly the rest of his body. Um, but you you hit the joint between like the arm and the shoulder to the point where it's kind of hanging on by like a little bit. Like you really, you really fire a very good bolt right there. Num um, num num. Oh yeah, yeah, it's also it is magical piercing because it's a plus one hand crossbow. Indeed. Yeah. So. Um, and then I'll just uh, uh, be like, everyone, calm the fuck down, or I'll do that again. <laughs> now you, how loud? Now that was a good intimidation that? check. I'll say. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to roll intimidation off of that, you can. I'm calling, like, yeah, I'm calling distraction, or, like, attention to myself to, like, get done with this. I want this done immediately. Okay. I don't want a long battle Uh, here. I only have a nine, a nine, a nine. I'm not very Okay, so maybe not the... Is there any way that, like, any of us could help? With that intimidation check to give her advantage. Um, or how about that I almost killed, the, or pretty much killed that guy? I mean, if, if he doesn't get medical attention, he's going to bleed out. So, yeah, that that tracks. I mean, how would you help someone intimidate someone else? I would be like, <laughs> oh god, listen to her. She's crazy. She's crazy. She's gonna kill everyone. You're doing. You're doing like a a, be, a good cop, bad cop yeah. sort of thing. Like I'm yes. the reasonable one here. <laughs> Whatever. Um, for the sake of expediency, I will say that you need to also make an intimidation check if you're trying to do that, Red. Okay, I'm not bad at that. I have a plus seven to intimidation. Why? Which truly is one of the most baffling things it's to come I'm out of this podcast. Uh, 17. 17. Um, okay, so at the very least, you intimidate the people that are currently 
in different states of impalement, which I guess is something. Um, it's at least two of them. A, which is at least two of them, which is which is pretty good. Um, unfortunately, it also sort of alerts uh, the other inhabitants or the other participants in the fight um, because you hear a rattling coming from the direction of the bar in the kitchen. And emerging from said bar and kitchen is a eight-foot-tall figure um, garbed in a black robe, black robes. Um, but perhaps most disconcerting is the fact that as this creature moves, you hear metallic clanking. What? Like, like plate mail? Perhaps. I, when you said rattling at first, I was like, there's a rattlesnake wantee here. Well, I mean, there is that too, to be honest, at the risk of giving a spoiler. But I, yeah. Um, however, you, oh, I should also mention this new figure, this eight foot tall figure, is carrying in one of its hands the severely mangled body of another wantee. And when he sees all of you, he kind of throws it aside. Um,. Yubitsume has used the distraction that you made, Kitty, to successfully extract one of the eyes from his opponent um, using one of his clawed fingers. So. Nummy. I know. Num, num, num. Mm, so, Elden, with. Elden with, Ring grapes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, um, it is now the mysterious figure's turn. The mysterious stranger. And they are going to throw at you, Kitty, um, several darts. So, let's see what this does here. I'm just picturing um, someone with a giant Hey, I got, I got a question. Is is Kitty within five feet of me? Um, I would assume so. I have, the... I have oh, protection okay. as a paladin, so I can impose disadvantage on an attack if she's within five feet of me. I just, like, put up a shield in front of her. I see. It's um, just one attack, you... though. If you okay, that's fine. If you want to do that, yeah, I I will impose disadvantage on the first dart. Okay, um, hold on here then. So the first dart is a twenty with disadvantage to hit with disadvantage. And, well, no, that was the first roll. Oh, okay, I haven't done God, <laughs> I was scared. Uh, but the second one's a 24. Yeah, that's oh, a hit. Boy. Okay, so I'm that sorry, is gonna kitty. do, um, let's see here. So that will do a total of 
16 piercing and then 5 poison damage. I will uncanny dodge to half that. Okay. So, so. does it round down or round up for that? Because that's round, an odd number. You round, you round down. Okay, so you take 10. Okay. Um, with that being said, it is now Treble's turn. Okay. So I'm going to cast... The, so currently there's there's the big guy and then there's two other smaller people. Um, one of which is impaled. Well, I think now two of them are kind of impaled because Kitty shot one and pretty much took him out of the fight and Herman impaled one on a chair so he's still technically alive but he's not really going anywhere and then Yubitsume just half blinded one so like it's really just the big guy you have to worry about okay so I'm gonna cast hold person on the uh, the big guy okay so they must succeed on a wisdom saving throw, and it's a wisdom 14. Wisdom 14. Oh, come on, show me big guy with no wisdom. Okay, so that is an... That is a nine, so... Awesome. So, yeah. uh, big, big boy is uh, paralyzed... And at the end of each of its turns, it has to make another wisdom saving throw to try and break free of being paralyzed. Um, So I cast that. And then I'm going to, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast healing, or I'm sorry, bardic inspiration on, uh, we'll go with, uh, we'll go with Herman on this one. So, Herman, you can add a 1d8. Oh, my cat. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then... Uh, that's my turn. Okay. Um, then, Red, it will be your turn. Hell, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I would like to... Before I uh, take an action here, kind of just assess for a second um, the people that are on the ground. Uh, is there? Is it safe to assume at this point that we have chosen a side in this fight, or are we just trying to stop the fight altogether? Everyone's against us. We're trying to save the one T because we want to recruit them. That's what I thought. So are there any Wanty on the ground who are, like, wounded or maybe unconscious, but obviously not dead yet, that I could maybe give a heal to and get another fighter on our side? Mm, that's a good idea. Um, the sky blue Wanty is immediately adjacent to the stairs that you just came down. And okay. was was grappling with the guy that Kitty shot. Great. Um, they're kind of leaning up against the banister and like they are clearly wounded but they're not they're still upright so you could probably heal them okay i would love to give him um 
I don't have that much, and I don't know how long this fight's going to go, so I'm going to say 5 HP for the moment, um, which is half of my Lay on Hands pool. Um, okay. But I'm I'm going to do that as my action, and then um, bonus action, I'm going to shift. Okay. Um, when you bestow the HP to the one to you, you hear a thanks. Are we are we in Harry Potter? Like yeah. Snake that he yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, so I'm I'm also shifted. Like I I have my wings now and everything, and I get um, eight temp HP. Okay. Good deal. Um, with that being said, then uh, Herman, we're back to you. Okay. Um, so he's paralyzed right now. That? Okay. Oh yeah. So I wanted to ask about that. So what all does paralysis entail? He can't speak. He can't move, or just can't move. Uh, I believe he can't speak, can't move. Uh, give me one second because I don't honestly fully remember everything. Is incapacitated. They can't move or speak. Okay. Yeah. Automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. But he can make a uh, wisdom save on each of his mm-hmm. at the end of each of his turns. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Okay. Okay. Any attack that hits a creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Good God. Okay. Okay. This isn't gonna work, but I'm gonna do it anyways because it's funny. I want to grab the guy that's impaled and throw him at the eight-foot-tall guy and yell, Catch! (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to roll for that? I'm just going to take a moment to enjoy that. That was (laughs) delightful. Um, I mean, you... No, I'm not going to make you roll for that. Uh, Well, actually, no. I'll make you roll for for damage because that seems sensible. Okay. What do actually, I actually, if you want to, you could, you could grab the guy, or you could walk up closer. Like that might be too many actions, actually. So, um, go ahead and make just a regular basic attack, like roll damage for it, and then double it. I mean, I think basic attacks, like unarmed strikes, just do flat damage. They just do five. Well, I mean, so it'll be ten. Because I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you the crit bonus for it being, um, you know, for him being <laughs> motionless. Fair enough. So, so I do ten damage to the guy I threw, or I do ten damage to the big guy? Both. So you nice. kill the guy that you threw just straight up. Um, yeah. Death by impact on a larger, more metallic as- assassin, and then you do ten damage to the, to the big guy. Nice. Just for the record, my plan was I was going to throw the guy to him. Hopefully the eight foot tall guy would catch him. And then I was going to throw the lightning javelin into the big guy. So it electrocuted them both. (laughs) Instead, he's just going to bounce off because he can't catch him. (laughs) I do like that. But unless you like timed it right where you like threw him and then threw the javelin. Yeah, because he can't catch. He's paralyzed. Yeah, unless he just happened to have his arms out when he got paralyzed. <laughs> just, like, two little hangers. No, I think it's funnier that the guy just bounced off of his body and hit the ground. Um, so, yeah, 
Then for my second attack, I'm going to throw my javelin and say, Eat lightning, dickbag! Okay. Uh, go ahead and... And I get advantage because he's paralyzed, right? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, I got 17 plus something, which I assume is plenty. Uh, that'll, that'll hit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then lightning javelin. Gotta get my dice here. So it's 1d6 plus 4. And then 4d6 for the lightning. So do I roll 5d6? Does that sound right? Uh, Wait, say, well, it's, say it again. It's a crit- so it's 1d6 plus 4 for the javelin itself. And then so the that's, lightning so damage. That's, so that's 2d6 right there, plus 4. Yeah, and then the lightning damage is 4d6. You think you double that, so, it's, so it would be 8d6. Yeah, it'd be 8d6. Jesus Christ. So and it would hit it would hit that gu- other guy too that you threw at him because isn't it in a five foot like path? It, it is, but that guy's already dead. So <laughs> great, great. <laughs> so he's just gonna keep getting killed even okay, though he's so, already dead. So here's the thing: you're gonna let me know when you calculate that damage because you're gonna get something else with okay. that as well. I kind of have to write this down. I'm not gonna remember all these numbers. One sec. Holding for a damage calculation. Right. That's two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thirty-seven damage. Okay, so we're gonna double that again um, because uh, so, and I I'll give you this little tidbit. So when you throw the javelin javelin initially, you actually cut part of the fabric over this creature, and it, you're looking at some sort of golem, some sort of metallic golem, mm-hmm. which unfortunately would be a little bit of a conductor for um lightning which in my infinite wisdom i forgot that you had your lightning javelin (laughs) so that's the dm downfall every fucking time you forget what you gave people i i do i do every time yeah because I'm trying to keep these 28 plates in the air, and every so often I miss one, and it hits me in the face. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. With a horrible accuracy. So as you hit, there's like almost a chemical reaction, because this this big, like shimmery, golden white bolt of lightning just cascades up and down where it hits the person. And you hear, it's not quite like a Home Alone situation where you he gets zapped and you see the skeleton beneath him and, and all of that. But <laughs> you hear this, and then the sizzling sound, and then the thing just keels over and falls to pieces. Nice. Proving yet again that I need to write down even more things for planning <laughs> these fights. 
But that's actually okay, because I didn't anticipate this fight to go very long anyway. So I mean, if you can anticipate what Herman's going to do in combat, I'd be very impressed. <laughs> that... Actually, that's a very... I don't even think I don't think yeah, Nate knows Nate what Herman's know gonna what do. Herman's in gonna do a comment. <laughs> no. That that is true, and that does actually make me feel a little bit better because I've been I've never been able to anticipate <laughs> no some of, some of the things that you come up with because they're so beautifully creative. They're great. Um, so with that, the uh, the fight is mostly done. Um, there's still. Oh, no, I guess you killed him, too. I guess there's technically the guy who Kitty pinned to the bar, but unless Red does, like, a healing word or something on him, he's probably gone, too. We could try he's to interrogate him. him. I was like, just give him one hit point so it closes the bleeding, and then we can, like, find out what the fuck's going on. Um, I mean, I guess you could also ask just Yubitsume what happened. Because he's still upright, or the one T that Red healed. So, Yubitsume, do you want us to keep this guy alive, or can we kill him? Uh, no, I don't need him. You can, you know, he kind of just shakes his hand at you. You know, do whatever. Actually, fuck it, I'll do it. And he reaches, he walks over to the bar, to the to like the little the little window between the kitchen and the bar, and he grabs a meat tenderizer, oh, and then he just uh, proceeds to beat this guy multiple times until okay. he stops moving. Fuck yeah, mafia snakes. There yeah, any mafia snakes. <laughs> to find out why there was a fucking golem and wizard people. All, all good questions, but Yubatsume is going to answer some of those because then he proceeds to tell you, I appreciate the, he- the help. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we had a business deal uh, smuggling some... And he like pauses for a moment. He's like, smuggling some exotic animals into Kuru. Uh, but as it turns out... Um, had some bad contacts, and uh, anyway, suffice it to say, I think uh, I don't think we'll be seeing any more of them. So, uh, what brings you guys here to the uh, to the social club? I'm assuming it's not well, the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, I mean, we do like the atmosphere here. It's you've you've got a good establishment, uh, but uh, no, we're we're here more on the. On business matters. Uh, I had previously spoken with you about uh, some that, you know, the, the magical prison that's over in Bastalone. You know the one I'm talking about? Remember that? <laughs> hmm. No, what I'm talking about, that the prison is magical. <laughs> the delivery was incredible. <laughs> it's a place where they lock people up, you know, prison. <laughs> well, so. And Treble looks at Kitty and is like, "Hey, make sure that the phone, the receiver's on the on the hooks." It's it is put away in a bag okay. of holding. It is in a technical demiplane. I don't know how this works, so I'm just making You're sure the our bases are covered. You're the fucking magic one here. Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway. So Yubitsume. Um, fun fact. We need to get into that prison and then also break people out of that prison. And, and I know that you have a couple... Take it down from the inside out. 
I think you said you had a couple cousins who were in that prison. Um, how how would you feel about potentially coming and helping us with this? We have a plan. It's a little risky, but uh, you know, you strike me as the kind of the fellow who likes those high risk, high reward kind of situations. Uh huh. I. I don't think you know me that well at all, if you think that I like anything that approaches high risk. But you are correct. Um, my cousin Lorenzo has been there for quite some time. And I miss him deeply. Do you have any way of contacting Lorenzo? I know he's in jail, but... Is there any contact that you've made with Lorenzo, or is it cut off? His eyes narrow a little bit when you say this. Um, It's like, well, what's it to you? I know that he's still alive, if that's what you're asking. All I would need is to get him a message. No, Oh, okay, apparently not. That's apparently all. not all I need. Uh, Kitty, what else do I need? <laughs> Mr. Yubitsume, uh, we are trying to take the whole place down. The whole thing. The abbey, uh, the prison, all of it. We want to break your cousin out uh, uh, along with everyone else there that m- m- most of them are in prison there. For no fault of their own, literally. And if you could help, and maybe if your cousin could help if we got them a message. But ultimately, it's not that we're trying to use you or them, but that the whole institution itself needs to burn. Mmm. Burn. You know... That is the sort of thing I could get behind. I have some contacts on the mainland that I could reach out to. It's been quite some time since I've last heard from Lorenzo. We used to be able to bribe some guards to smuggle some messages in with his food, but I'll be honest and say that I haven't tried very hard the last few months to do that. There's just been too much going on here, as you can see, as he says, gesturing to the to the violence. To the second um, instance of violence we have <laughs> discovered at this place in the yeah, very short the, time we've been here. To the second instance of violence this week that you've discovered. Um, yeah. I, Do you have any... I'm assuming you, you're you a busy man, so you probably couldn't come with us and you would need to stay, but do you have any muscle that you could potentially send with us to help us? Yeah, preferably with hilarious accents. <laughs> preferably, yes. That would be good. Uh, I mean, a great deal of my muscle died tonight, but... You know what I could do? I have one of the many arenas in which my very specific business line exists is in the smuggling of various things. I could probably send one of my maritime folks with you. 
if you need a little bit of an extra hand. Could we get could we get two just so that we can have snakes plural on a train? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need two. <laughs> we're gonna need at least two of them. <laughs> He pauses for a moment. I don't say that out loud. I say that to you, Henry. Oh, okay. I mean, if you had waited, like, maybe 30 more seconds, I would have given you a second one for free. Okay, well, then I'm shutting up. (laughs) Um, He's, like, having almost an internal dialogue, like, because he's got a number of people to choose from. Um, so eventually he's like, well, this is what I'll do. I will send one of my Kuru people with you across the ocean. If you're going back to Bastalone, though, I don't think that you can sail directly to your location without kind of exposing yourself. You're hoping to find... Uh, someone in Kuru who has the ability to magically transport us there so that we are not drawing we might draw magical attention but we're not drawing and letting people know that we're headed straight there I see well you know or at least you should know that what you're asking for is quite an expensive process for this many of you. The, the, the nice thing is you did just pay us quite a bit of money, so. That is true. And also feels like you're rubbing salt in the wounds a little bit. <laughs> but you're right. You are right. Well, I certainly know some magically gifted folks who could help you get at least closer to your target. Um, Having said that, the ones that I know, my relationship with them is not candid or pleasant. So they might only be willing to transport you all. If you get my drift. So, best case scenario, we can just, all of us can go on the, go there with your people via, like, boat or something like that, or if we find another way to get there. But worst case scenario, you know people who could get us, just us there, right? Closer, but not that. That seems about right, yeah. And really, you know... Taking a boat to one of those cities isn't really an issue. Um, hell, I could even get you first-class tickets if you want to travel in style. Oh, shit. Upgrade. If I help you, though, there are some conditions. We just saved your life. <laughs> that is true. But even as weakened as I am... I could still kill all five of you and have stamina remaining afterwards. We're not looking for a fight. We're not, I mean, we are, but not with you. (laughs) (laughs) What sort of conditions? Are they conditions like 
you need so-and-so to happen at this certain time or for us to be indebted to you in some way because we're also it's not that we're trying to do you a favor i just felt that our interests align in both getting your cousin out because we want to break everyone out and that you want to dismantle an institutional um oppressive system it oh, and like I and like I do, this. and I do, and I think you'll find that my terms are very, very generous because I really only want one thing, and you'll be there already. There is a prisoner, an inmate there, that I just—he has inconvenienced me. He's inconvenienced my family, as and is in a small way responsible for my cousin's incarceration. I want him dead. Or, you know, otherwise taken care of. Who? Deal. Deal. Who? <laughs> no follow-up questions. Doesn't Let's matter. go. <laughs> yeah, deal. We can, we'll figure out details later. Deal. Oh, my God. There is a morally dubious Loxodon there that, for reasons that I don't have time to get into contributed to my cousin's incarceration i would love to get into it if you want to like grab a beer or something it would be good to know he's like this guy who runs an underground or like runs a very forward front to a crime organization is like this guy's morally dubious meaning he's probably not that bad a guy but Trouble's like, yeah, no, we'll straight up fucking murder this guy for you. Sure. Listen, we have big plans, and big plans don't come cheap. So this is cheaper than us paying with our actual gold, which we don't have a lot of. And it's an easy fix. A person's life is just so cheap. Okay, that's fine. We don't know anything about this person. Treble just points at all the people on the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you know all these people too before we killed them? Oh, these, no. These people cool. that were killing other people that we literally walked in on. I didn't kill but. nobody. I actually brought a guy back. Um, just, just for the record. Red, I'm never talking about you. You're a good soul. I, I like you and I appreciate oh, thank you. you. Red, you're top notch. <laughs> Cold blooded murderers. Well, sh- if you agree to those terms, the name of the Loxodon is Aquarius Norton. Sounds like a real scumbag. Yeah, that that's what a <laughs> shitty name. I don't like it already. It's actually so. a fantastic name. <laughs> right? It's the problem. The problem is I don't want to kill a character with that good of a name. <laughs> right. I mean, He's gonna you, be a state. you certainly don't have to, like... You know, you can you can work that out. We can just keep him in the prison, free everybody else, but keep him <laughs> in the prison. <laughs> Send him yeah. into hiding. Okay. Well, we have some other folks that we need to talk to as well. We, we have to get our ducks in order before we leave. So we will be back again for sure to talk with you. But you're... Your terms and conditions sound acceptable to at least fifty percent of our group, so I think we can I think we can proceed forward with that plan. I see. Very well. 
I have to go about now fixing up my club again. I probably should be bolting these tables and chairs to the floor, he says that as he as he looks at the impaled guy. Uh, well, one of the impaled guys. Very well. I'll talk to you all soon. All right. We head out of the Blood Drinker Social Club. Okay. Okay. Okay, so we're going to hand wave it a little bit and say that you arrive at the Stormrider's Barracks. And outside of it, um, you've noticed throughout your time in Kuru that periodically the Stormriders will do like a parade march, like yeah, sort of drilling. Yeah, we were doing that when we got here, right? Mm-hmm. And they're doing that when you arrive. Except this time, um, you notice that in addition to being in like a parade formation, there are also a number, there's like a baggage train with them. Um, lots of wagons and like cooking supplies and like the support infrastructure you'd need to support like a large company, army company on its own. Um, now at the head of the column, you see Zyron, the battle priest, and next to him in this ornately carved armor is another centaur with like this ornate, ornately crested helmet. And you can kind of surmise that that's probably the commanding officer for this company. But as you approach, Zyron recognizes you, all of you, but you specifically treble and kind of trots up to you. Hello, brother. How find you this day? Oh, uh, we find That's fantastic. quite well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, however, find ourselves in a bit of a pickle. Um, do you have a moment to talk with us? I do, but we are bound to to board our ship soon. We're going out on campaign. Where are you headed? To Bastalone. Convenient. <laughs> what part of Bastalone? We have been contracted to suppress or reinforce a contingent on the Sunborn Steppe. Uh, whip whip pan oh, to the map, the sun- um, which is uh, the southern half of Bastalone. So not oh, terribly far from the city of Isva. Okay. Uh, well, then our our denters may be well and aligned. Um, and at this point, Treble reaches into his coat and pulls out the horn that he was given a long time, uh, many, many episodes ago in Bastalone by the Clovenhoof Coalition, mm-hmm. and he shows it to um, Zyron. And, Zyron? Is that Zyron, was? yeah. Zyron. He shows it to Zyron and says, a long time ago, I was part of our organization, and while I was able to get out and go about my own life, uh, I still have many fond memories of our group. Uh, you do? I, 
<laughs> I mean, more like the more like the people, not necessarily like the thing. You know, mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm, work at a really mm-hmm. shitty place and you're like, oh, I like the people, but the work itself is okay, really okay. shitty. Okay, I can see it. That that's kind of what I'm like. Yeah. Uh, so we are about to embark on a. Uh, how would you put it? A, a quest to. Okay, we're just trying to overthrow the Abbey. Let's be real. Be all, end all. We're trying to get rid of the Abbey in Bastillon. But in order to do that, we have to go down to the prison of Noor. And we're trying to break people out of that prison. And I have a feeling a few of our brethren are trapped inside. And we need to get some contacts over there to maybe give us a hand in getting these people out of prison. Okay, so as soon as you say the word Nur, the commanding centaur, his eyes immediately narrow, and he speaks to Zyron in Sylvan. Which I speak, Which Which, so which what... you speak, but he doesn't necessarily know that. Um, okay. And he's like, you didn't tell him what we're doing over there, right? And Treble responds in Sylvan and be like, what do you mean? Um, he looks a little bit su- surprised and then he's like, um, and he kind of get, looks over his shoulders conspiratorially and he pulls out this scroll and he kind of opens it a little bit and turns it over to you. And you recognize that one of the people who's made this contract is in fact one of the uh, like public representatives of the Clovenhoof Coalition in Bastillon. What is it? Can I tell what it says? Um, I mean, it's it's a lot of legalese, but essentially the fine print is like, we want to liberate the Sunborn step from the influence of the Abbey. And that kind of lists basically lines on the map that they're trying to secure and payment conditions and how many people they want. And so... Is Noor one of those locations on there? Can I see that on there at all? No, it is, it's not included in that. But that is a large segment of central, south-central Bastillon. Well, in Sylvan, I'm still talking in Sylvan because I don't necessarily want everybody to hear, but uh, I'm going to say, so it appears that our endeavors align more than we previously thought can you at least get us there and get us close um they converse for a moment and after a brief pause Zyron says yes we will be landing in the port city of Isva in six days after that, we shall see. If you can at least get us there and get us close, then 
we can continue to discuss our uh, future endeavors together. But uh, for now, I think that if we can at least get there, that's half the battle. And then we can come up with a better plan. Very well. Um, at this point, the centaur, the commanding centaur, reaches out to shake your hand, Treble. I shake his hand. And introduces himself as Colonel Irving Lachance. Gives you a firm, a firm handshake. It's a pleasure to meet you, Colonel. Uh, my name is Treble. This is Base. And Herman, Kitty, and that's Red over there. Uh, we aren't necessarily on good terms with the people of Bastalone, as I'm sure many folks in this fine city are not either, but uh, we will stay out of your way to the best of our ability, and we will help in any way that we can until we get there. So the colonel starts to speak, and it's one of those situations where a person speaks one language in a certain type of voice, and then they speak their native language in a completely different tone. So when he starts to speak, what you hear is, Sure thing, kid. I left my left leg back in, my back left leg back in Bastalone during the, the southern campaign 46 years ago. I've been itching to go back and find my leg again and also kick some serious ass. Siron, give me my cigars. Question for you. How would you kick some serious ass if you don't have a leg? I've still got three others, kid. Looks like he's got three other legs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What's the matter? You never seen a three, four-legged centaur before? Besides, my replacement leg's made of metal. Tripod centaur. I, I melted down a cannon to make this leg. <laughs> that guy's packing a cannon in there. Sweet. Jump at Hormgeist. And he's got a metal leg. Fucking incredible, hey. man. That Good luck swimming. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to turn around to the rest of the group and because they didn't hear any of that because we were talking in Sylvan, and I'll say, all right, well, we have passage back to Bastalone. Hope you all are ready. It, but it, that's it, not what we were looking for. We were... It, it, Is the passage back part of the deal of these guys are going to help us once we're there? Uh, listen, we... we, we this is kind of the sort of group where you can't, like, ask for everything all up front. You kind of have to, like, we were... ask for things as you go, because it's kind of a you scratch my back, I scratch yours sort of thing. So but they, they itched we're the starting wrong... with this, and then we'll go there. But they scratched uh, the wrong itch. We weren't looking for passage. Okay. Well, what you don't know is that they are also trying to liberate that part of Bastalone. So our... Are we're we're in alignment with what we're trying to do. I just have to get us there first, and then we can talk more about it. Well, yeah, don't don't worry, Treble. I get it. You guys, it's like the protein shake company that I get my protein shakes from. You gotta invest more, and then you get more. And then if you sell the shakes, you also get more. 
And then you bring people on to also sell the shakes for you. You'll never you get anything out of it. They just take everything from you. No, you don't get it. It's you a scam. Don't. It's a scam. Everything's a scam. No, you don't get it. You just got to work for yourself. Trouble understands. But it, I get but, it. I get but it. The, Problem is, you but Sumate was also offering us passage, but then also offering to help us find magical passage, and we haven't even talked to the people who we have contact in the, for our diplomatic immunity, who probably have magical means of also getting us off this floating city. What can we, we need just, them is to. Can we just meet these guys over there? We don't have to travel with. I mean, we could just meet them. Over there. Yeah. Wh- why? Why would we book travel with them when we could just, if we tell them that we're there to take down, the, the, the prison that we're there to break in the prison and that we were either looking for help doing that or to 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 to, to distraction while we did that. Well, I don't want to speak for these fine gentlemen, but. They have a different mission than we do. They're How not do you know that? Because they told me? You just said their mission aligns with what we're doing. Yeah, but they're, they're like, doing a whole campaign. They're, they're like, trying to liberate the whole area, not just the prison. Like, our main focus is the prison. We might be able to get a couple of their men, but we're not going to get this whole battalion of people to come down with us. We weren't looking f- for that. Okay. Listen. you Do you want to talk to him? You can go ahead and talk to him. Great. So, as you're having this conversation, um, Zyron is giving, like, the traditional pre-campaign blessing to the troops. And it kind of comes to a crescendo because they end. He ends all of his all of his little exhortations with the same phrase that's kind of like a call and response. And he says, "They shall hear thunder," and all of the storm riders yell in response and remember our name. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Dial M for Magic. Your cast, as always, was Jordan Fugitus Treble. Nathan Pierce was the voice of Herman Cranberry. Bobby K. Guffner was Kitty Bradley. And Dan Rogland was Red. Our dungeon master, as always, was Henry Rogland. We want to thank you for sticking with us for 40 episodes. It's been a fun road, and we still have a long way to go, but we are excited for what's left to come. We want to... We want to also give a huge shout out to our newest Patreon subscribers. We want to thank you, Burke, for joining us on the Patreon. And we want to encourage the rest of you all to join us out over there, get some early episodes as well as deleted scenes and all that good stuff. We've got some new stuff coming out on there as well, which will be really exciting for everybody. With this episode coming out on the 23rd, we want to thank you all for your support, and we hope that you have a very happy holidays.